I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 12, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, And when I think about the Pacers, I think about Reggie Miller scoring eight points in nine seconds in that playoff game against the Knicks that just broke everyone's heart. So it's going to be a little hard for me to jump on board the Pacers bandwagon, but the person who's going to try is Caitlin Cooper. She is a contributing writer at Indy Cornrows, the Indiana Pacers blog at SB Nation. Uh, So let's get into it. I'm actually a coach's kid. My dad coached high school basketball here in Indiana for about over a decade. So I just remember watching games with him while I was growing up. And, you know, together we really immersed ourselves in Hoosier hysteria, traveling to remote small towns and taking notes on whoever the next Jimmy Chitwood was going to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, as long as I live here in Indiana, I'm, I'm going to be a fan of the Pacers. And even if I move, I probably still will be just because of that connection. So I think on your case, though, as a New Yorker coming from the basketball capital of the world, if you're going to leave, then it needs to be somewhere with an equally rich tradition of hoops. So this is true. This is true. Indiana does is like the basketball state. Uh, So although I do kind of think about it more of like high school ball, you know, college ball, um, you know, like the Pacers to me, you know, I I think (laughs) the first thing I think is actually Larry Bird, even though he never played for the Pacers, obviously. Um, but you know, and then kind of those Isaiah Thomas coached teams, but again, you know, Isaiah Thomas is not really, uh, you know, a, a, a draw for me at this point. Um, but so like, tell me about the legacy about the Pacers, the Pacers legacy. Well, you know, well, they've won three ABA championships, obviously back okay. in the seventies, All right, but I think I think the biggest legacy really is Reggie Miller. And like you said, I mean, has any player single handedly crushed the hopes of Knicks fans <laughs> more than Reggie Miller? So, you know, and the NBA is also trending towards petty. So I don't know how spiteful you are about your Knicks fandom. But if you're going if you're going to leave the Knicks, you know, LeBron James wore an ultimate warrior T-shirt. Kevin Durant has embraced the cupcake. Right. With that hat. after he left, line. Yeah. You know, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook just signed his extension on Kevin Durant's birthday. So I think if you really want to stick it to the Knicks, you go and you choose Reggie Miller's team. Okay, so let's say I choose the Pacers. I turn on the TV. What am I going to see on the court? Well, so far in preseason, they're trending more towards playing fast, more egalitarian basketball, sharing it. You know, their motto has kind of been hard, smart together. So you're not going to see a very winning product, but I think there's a chance you might see a semi-fun product, hopefully a little bit more <laughs> modern. So okay. So, so your selling point is that maybe they're not going to win, but maybe they won't be a team that plays like they're from 1987. Right, right. Maybe not as much <laughs> traditional with two bigs. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be a little bit more modern this year. And then, you know, Miles Turner... He's been sort of the unforgettable center Miles Turner, who's who's a young, kind of athletic, dynamic player. Yeah, you know, he's sort of been the forgotten unicorn amongst the NBA, where there's Kristaps Porzingis and Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid, and if you get in on the ground floor, it'll be almost like you knew something that no one else knew. Like he's (laughs) starting to get a little attention, but but you'll know it before everybody else. And then also, is there any chance you're from Brooklyn? Um, not from, but that's where that's where I live now. Yeah. Well, Lance Stevenson was a New York legend, 
You know, he was the eighth grader taking it to OJ Mayo long before he was a cult hero here for the Pacers. So instead of just hopping on the Pacers bandwagon, you could say that you were there for Lance Stevenson all along. Okay. So the other thing I think about with with the Pacers is, you know, the big brawl at the palace. What what do they call it? What's the name of it again? Malice at the palace. Malice at the palace. Yeah. So That's that's a dark moment. Yeah, like that was I. I really liked that young Pacers team from 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 back then. Um, but um, you know, but you know, so that kind of I don't know how much of that specter still kind of looms over you guys. I really think it does. As far as I mean, definitely in the attendance department. I think in the immediate of Wait, it, there really, was a like lot people of- aren't coming because they're worried that like they're going to get beaten up or like what? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like in the immediate aftermath, I think it just really turned off some fans to the NBA uh, because yeah. of that event. Kind of felt like they were going to be not very good for a really long time after that happened. So, right. Um, okay. So what, what other things should I know about with the, with the Pacers, like fun, ridiculous things, either with the players or the fans or, you know, the in-stadium experience. First of all, Pacers Twitter is kind of a small community. So if you did want to come and leave your mark here, it probably wouldn't be that difficult to find a home. Big fish, small, small Twitter market. Yeah. And, you know, as far as like mascot culture, we do have a past mascot that really just disappeared who used to be named Bowser that nobody knows where he went. What? So Wait, what was what was Bowser's deal? I, I don't know. None of us know. We don't know if they sent him to a special farm or where he went. <laughs> was he? So, what, what was he? Was he was he a dog? Well, he was a dog. Yeah, oh, he was okay. a blue dog that was with Boomer. And then one year he just didn't exist anymore. So if you came over, you could try to solve that mystery. Oh, K- Caitlin, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> I think uh, I think Bowser uh, I think Bowser might be in a better place. Yeah, I, I, probably so. We we don't we're not sure, but another cultural thing maybe is that the Pacers are very averse to tanking, and I oh. think some of that. Yeah. So in that case, like, if are they going to win a championship being averse to tanking? I don't know, but you're not going to have to slog through a lot of really unwatchable seasons, and. I think part of that stems from the fact that a lot of Indiana's very blue collar has a lot of manufacturing jobs and they want to see people who are going to, you know, show up to their job. And I understand the push for rest in the NBA, but here I don't think you're going to see a lot of the, you know, the stealth tanking at the end of the season when players sit out to lose more games. So if, if that's something you're in favor of, if I think that you can trust in their general track record, I mean, history doesn't always repeat itself, but the Pacers do have more Eastern Conference of Finals appearances since 1994 than any other team in the East. So there's something to hang your hat on, even though, you know, it may not continue to hold true with the way t- the league's trending towards super teams. Okay, so we're going to go to a quick break. Um, when we get back, uh, Caitlin's going to make her final pitch to me. This is Rose Reed from Atlanta, Georgia. The decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed, at Alex Kappelman, K-A-P-E-L-M-A-N. Okay, back to the show. All right, final pitch time. Caitlin, here's where I'm at right now, all right? I didn't expect to feel like I might like the Pacers, but I kind of do. Um, you know, I like the kind of blue-collar mentality. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that there is that basketball tradition I do. I have. I, I don't. I don't want to feel like I have to love Reggie Miller though, because I probably hate him more than any other basketball player that that you know has played in my lifetime. And I'm 30 years old, so that's a lot of basketball players. 
Um, so like, t- what I don't know, like, is there one thing or do you have a final argument just to like push me over the top and like really win me over as a Pacers guy? Well, I, I think what I'll say is the successful teams that the Pacers have had are never about, you know, super flashy free agent signings. They're more about teams that are greater than the whole of their parts, you know, like with George Hill, Lance Stevenson, Paul George, David West, Roy Hibbert. So I think that the Pacers would serve as a really good foil if you want to root for, you know, a team that came together and was internally built with homegrown talent. I think that they would serve as a really good foil to some of the super teams that are forming based, you know, on on friendships or just, you know, market size or location. I just think that you need to embrace Petty and let go of the Reggie Miller <laughs> hatred and, and come to the Pacers' side. Simultaneously let go of Petty, but then actually become Petty in another way. Yes, become Petty. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Caitlin Cooper is a contributing writer at Indy Cornrows, the Indiana Pacers blog at SB Nation. You can follow her at C2 underscore Cooper. Um, Caitlin, thank you for uh, trying to do a really tough job. It was fun. Thanks for having me. The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and Scott Kappelman, my little brother. I'm releasing five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when the final episode will be released. Until then, follow me on Twitter, at Alex Kappelman.